Hey, listeners, before we get started, if you're enjoying these episodes, you can actually check them out on YouTube in full video. You can just search Honest Ecommerce and you'll get pulled right to our channel. Make sure you subscribe and ring the bell for all the updates. If you build a good product and you have a nice brand, you have good customer support, um, and you're new, you, know, you, can ride, you can ride that, but that, that only lasts so long. Welcome to Honest Ecommerce, a podcast dedicated to cutting through the BS and finding actionable advice for online store owners. I'm your host, Chase Clymer, and I believe running a direct-to-consumer brand does not have to be complicated or a guessing game. On this podcast, we interview founders and experts who are putting in the work and creating real results. I also share my own insights from running our top Shopify consultancy, Electric Eye. We cut the fluff in favor of facts to help you grow your e-commerce business. Let's get on with the show. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Honest Ecommerce. My my name is Chase Clymer. I'll be your host today. That's the first time I've ever said it in that way, and I like it. You know what? Maybe I'll mix it up next time. Uh, today we're welcoming to the show the CEO of Windmill, a direct consumer appliance company reimagining air conditioning for modern living. Welcome to the show, Mike Mayer. Thank you. It is it is good to be here. Ah, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a great conversation. So, uh, quickly, kind of what products are you guys bringing to the market over there at Windmill, so people can kind of have an idea? Yeah, so we're we're a modern air care brand, and there's a lot of things that can fall underneath that. Our first product is a is a beautiful modern, uh, smart, uh, easy to install window air conditioner. Awesome, awesome. So, um, I know when I was a little kid growing up. I had a dream of being an air conditioner person and building a brand on that. So when when did you realize that was your that was your goal? Well, you could have beat us to it uh, back yeah. in the day. Um, you know, for me, I I I wasn't like you. I, I wasn't going to be the uh, you know the the, the HVAC uh, expert. Um, I really, I mean, I didn't really know what I wanted to do, um, but I I did always like consumer brands. I remember when I was. Uh, I don't know. I must have been eight or nine years old. I wanted to start a rival to Polo, but for kids. And, and at, at the time, I had imagined this like minimal uh, uh, peach logo, and I was going to call the the clothing brand Peaches. Um, and and I, you know that never happened. Um, mm-hmm. But I, but I guess my mind was always sort of primed to think about products, physical products, and, and consumer brands. So you kind of always had that entrepreneurial bug from a young age? Yeah. I, so when I was in high school, my dad knew someone who was very techy and I convinced that person to get me a DVD burner. And I would, I would go to Blockbuster, get the new, you know, the hottest hit, uh, and I would burn the, the movie, uh, and then sell it to my friends for like 10 bucks and then realize that was illegal and kind of immoral. And I immediately stopped doing it. But, you know, I, I, I always thought, well, hey, I, w- what opportunities exist out there and can I go get them? Um, and I just liked it. I liked, I liked the thrill of it. Absolutely. So, where did, uh, you know, the idea for starting uh, a new modern air conditioner company come from? Yeah. So, I was moving my, my older brother, who is a co founder and co CEO. Um, but at the time, this was in the summer of 2018. And we were, I was helping him move to this small apartment in Manhattan. And, you know, we were uh, going up the five floor walk up uh, and moving all of his boxes and furniture. And we get up there and we're just, you know, sweating bullets. It's so hot in, in the city in, in August. Uh, and um, we look in the window and there's this window air conditioner and we go to turn it on and it's loud and it's, you know, going like, <laughs> Uh, you know, sort of just like, 
uh, clanking and making weird noises. And there were holes in the side panels and the thing was yellow. And we needed to figure that out. And we were, we didn't really know what to do. My, my older brother's uh, good friend, Ryan, who's now a co-founder, his family's been in air conditioning for, for decades in New York. So we call him. He gives us two of his technicians to install some units. Um, they were new ones at the time. They were still pretty ugly. Uh, and, but it, but the experience was really great. It was like, wow, we, you know, how do we give people that, that Noah guy, you know, Noah Ryan, uh, experience because it didn't exist. And so that was on the experience side, but also the product that he installed was top of the line and it was not that great. Um, it looked horrible. The sides were, you know, not particularly, uh, you know, well insulated and, and good looking. So there's a, there's a huge opportunity from both a product standpoint and an, ex, and a, and a customer, uh, education and experience standpoint to, to innovate. Uh, and, and we, we all sort of had lunch after and, and that was it. We were said, yep, yeah, we, we are the, we are the people to do this one in particular, given the, the competitive advantage in air conditioning. Absolutely. So it's so timely that we're having this interview. I watched a fantastic thing and I'm recommending it to you and to everybody listening. Uh, go on YouTube. There is a video. It's called Architect Breaks Down the Five Most Common New York Apartments. And it talks about why there aren't air conditioners in all the New York apartments. It's very fascinating. It's like a 15-minute video. It was very, very cool. So knowing the struggles, uh, you just look up and every, you know, every street, it's just air conditioners everywhere. When I walk down the street now in the city, I can't not look up. You know, I'll be having a conversation with friends and we'll be walking down the street and my, my head is always just sort of angled upward and they're like, what are you doing? Stop looking at window ACs, but I, I'm now primed to do, to do so. And it's fun to see ours out there. You know, it's, it's one of those products where, um, you know, if you're selling a toothbrush or something, you're not necessarily looking into people's bathrooms all the time, but with a, with a window AC, you can actually look up and, you know, see, see, see the hard work. Yeah, you're, you're you can look up and visualize the opportunity. That's the thing. I yeah, I see. You know, I, I look up when I don't see a windmill. I'm like, oh come on. Uh, and my brother is like, well, that just means the market is big enough for us to exist. We have we have more work to do. Absolutely. All right. So you 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 guys have this kind of epiphany. We're going into the air conditioner business. What next? What are we doing? So my co-founder Ryan has a relationship. Uh, with a factory overseas. He's had that relationship for uh, a few decades now uh, because his family business manufactures larger scale commercial ACs. They know what they're doing. The factory knows what they're doing. We flew over there immediately and pitched the factory owners on this idea um, to, you know, to get them to, to lean in and, and give us some resources and, and really take a crack at it. That was, I would say, step one uh, was, was finding a factory that would do this for us because we didn't want to just you know, put lipstick on a pig, change the front panel, but really the whole thing is the same. We wanted to redesign this thing from scratch. Um, you know, everything from uh, the the base pan on the bottom to the the rounded edges. Um, you know, to the way the airflow uh, comes out of the machine. Really rethink every detail. And a lot of factories wouldn't work with us. In fact, a, a really large um, appliance factory flew to New York to meet with us and. There, he was very hyped on the idea, bought into the fact that we're this young, hungry, you know, team that wants to modernize this space. And then we started talking about what we wanted to change. And he just laughed at us, um, you know, and just said, there's no way anyone of us is going to do this. You know, we kind of were smiling in the background because we knew we had Ryan's family's factory to fall back on. Um, and they've done an incredible job 
Uh, but that was the first step was getting someone on board. Absolutely. So you guys are now redesigning this thing. How long does it take to kind of get that first prototype? Yeah. So it's, it takes a while. Um, you know, I think probably for some less complex products, it could be quicker. But I think from, from the moment we flew to the factory until the moment we actually launched the thing was probably about a year and a half, which maybe is, you know, and maybe others listening to this might say, well, that's pretty fast for an air conditioner. And I guess it was because we had the infrastructure and the technicians and the engineers. And, you know, we had a lot of that um, know how built in. Um, and then it was just a matter of um, aligning our industrial design to what we could actually uh, manufacture at scale. All right. So you guys have a prototype. You are going to kind of go and launch this thing. How, what's the go-to-market strategy? How are you going to get those first customers? What was, you know, what was that whole playbook? For sure. I'll say before, before the go-to-market, you know, we make it seem like it's like easy to get to a prototype. Um, but we were measuring hundreds of windowsills in the city, you know, going around doing a ton of research and measurements. And we, we went through rounds and rounds and rounds of prototypes for every part of the AC. The display, the side panels, the you know patent pending install kit that makes it super easy to install. You know different size holes in the front grill. I mean, it it took it was grueling. Th- these are you know multi hour calls with the designer, the engineers. You know trying to coordinate between time zones. Uh, so I just want to just you know cl- clear it up that it's it's not it's not an easy um, task. And you know even though it was just a year and a half, uh, it, it took a while. But so let's so let's. Let's get. We did. We we did all that. We get the prototype, and then how do we go to market? Well, we were going to launch full throttle in the summer of 2020, and then uh, something called COVID 19 came around, um, and that was uh, well for for many reasons for the world that was you know and is still horrible Um, for us as a new business. It was it was it was just that like we. We couldn't launch. The factory was closed for two months. Uh, we really could only, you know, eke out several hundred units uh, t- towards the end of the summer. So we, what we ended up doing was we d- we did a, a pre-launch campaign. We we had a lot of me- um, uh, uh, PR and media power behind us. Um, and one writer saw what we were doing and loved it. Uh, and and uh, he called us the iPhone of air conditioners. And that sort of blew, that sort of just blew blew us up, and we had a really beautiful splash page with this rotating, you know, AC that kind of looked like an Apple product, and um, uh, which was you know one of our uh, inspiration points. Um, and our wait list just blew up. So we we had you know thousands of people on our email list, and we sold through those several hundred units fairly quick. Uh, and you know, we also because we were in the city. And a lot of our customers are, you know, in the city and in the Northeast. We installed a lot of these ourselves for our first customers, so we could see their reaction, you know, get feedback. So when we could, you know, turn the screws and make some improvements for for the real launch, which was in 2021. Oh, that's fantastic! And it, it definitely, that's like almost the the SaaS approach of like I'm going to onboard you onto my app, so you can tell me what I haven't thought about because I'm so close to this thing. It's. And and we did a lot of that in the prototyping phase, but really when it's you don't know until you have you know a hundred plus of your products in in real homes with real customers telling you their real opinions. So you can you know you can do some of that beta work in the prototyping stage, and hopefully you do a lot of it there because you know we were in a sense we were lucky because 
we didn't commit a lot of capital and inventory in that first year. We still had time, uh, and and we and it is a seasonal business. So we sold through very quickly. We got that feedback, and we went right to work before we started scaling up production again for the following year. So we just given the nature of our business and when we launched and how many we launched, we kind of got lucky in, in in that sense from a feedback and a iteration perspective. If you're struggling with scaling your sales, maybe Electric Eye can help. Our team has helped our clients generate millions of dollars in additional revenue through our unique brand scaling framework. You can learn more about our agency at electriceye.io. That's E-L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Y-E.io. Mesa is the easy-to-use solution to the everyday challenges of running a Shopify store. With Black Friday and Cyber Monday fast approaching, now is an excellent time to use automation to get out of the weeds and focus more on your customers. Automations harness the power of code without any learning curve. You can easily customize how Shopify and your apps work with one-click integrations. From auto-tagging orders to sending package status updates to customers, Mesa connects your data where it's needed most. Simply put, the minutes you spend using Mesa save you hours of manual work. So make this year's Black Friday and Cyber Monday different by simplifying your workload and running your Shopify store better and not letting it run you. Search for Mesa, that's M-E-S-A, in the Shopify app store and download the app today. Free plan available with no cost setup included. Our partner Rewind can protect your e-commerce store by automatically backing up your business critical data. Rewind should be the first app you install to protect your store against human error, misbehaving apps, or collaborators gone bad. It's like having your very own magic undo button. Trusted by over 100,000 businesses, from side hustles to the biggest online retailers like Nix, Paul Mitchell, and Pampers. Best of all, visit rewind.com slash honest e-commerce to get your first month absolutely free. That's rewind.com slash honest e-commerce. Getting an online business off the ground isn't easy. So if you find yourself working late, tackling a to-do list that's a mile long with your fifth cup of coffee by your side, remember, great email doesn't have to be complicated. That's what Klaviyo is for. It's the email and SMS platform built to help e-commerce brands earn more money by creating genuine customer relationships. Once you set up your free Klaviyo account, you can start sending beautiful branded messages in minutes thanks to drag and drop design templates and built-in guidance. And with e-commerce specific recommendations and insights, you can keep growing your business as you go. Get started with a free account at klaviyo.com slash honest. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash H-O-N-E-S-T. Now, uh, do you remember any like particular like feedback or just something that came from a customer suggestion that you were just like, how did we not think of that? Well, it was really around the the installation when we first had our ready to go um, prototype and what we were going to you know go go forward with. Um, it was horrible. We we invited people to come and install it in this like mock window that we had uh, in in our warehouse in the East Village and. We invited strangers to come and install this thing. And there was a point where Ryan, uh, said to me, we can't, we can't press go on this. It's people don't know how to do it. They're fumbling around with it. We're talking about, you know, installing an appliance in a window. We can't take any risks. So we went back to the drawing board. We went back to our industrial designers within a week. Uh, we had a better solution. Um, we, we filed a patent on it. Um, uh, and that's what we have today. Uh, and and that's what Wirecutter called the you know the easiest AC to install was because of a a a, a one week pivot after 
you know, my co-founder Ryan looked at me and said, no way we're doing this, which is nuts, which is crazy for a hardware company to just like quickly make that, that turn and, and go with it. And if that, if the second iteration was messed up, we would have been screwed. You guys found this solution. You're, you're going, all right, and you launch it, you have a, a wait list. When, you know, last year in the actual launch, you know, what was that like? What were you using to acquire new customers? Yeah. Where were you spending most of your focus for kind of selling through these products? Yeah, last year, um, a lot of it came from PR. You know, con- continued coverage, continued reviews, um, and we actually did very little social and search in the first few months of the season. We started testing into it towards like the middle end of the season, just so we had learnings for this year. Um, but we really rode on sort of organic buzz and um, you know featured stories because we were we were the new shiny object in a very old space, and so that you know if you build a good product. And you have a nice brand, you have good customer support, um, and you're new. You know you can ride you can ride that, but that that only lasts so long. Um, and so then we started testing into out of home social search, um, and um, you know that that helped us this year sort of refine where we're at now. Absolutely, you've mentioned PR being kind of like your uh, your main strategy a few times now. Did you guys work with a, a team? Did you take that on internally because you had had uh, kind of history there? Um, how did you approach turning that into such a success? Yeah, we worked with an agency early on, and I would definitely recommend that, um, especially you know for a consumer product, you know, it, tr- trying to do something new in a category. Um, it really, really helps because you know you can do it yourself, but we were busy with a thousand other things, uh, and we wanted to make sure we were giving you know media and, and, and PR our our full. Effort because we knew that that was going to give us that initial tidal wave. Absolutely, it's PR is such an overlooked channel. And out of the countless interviews I've done on this podcast, I think I've only heard it come up like three or four times where that that was their main avenue that they went after. Because the shiny object is you know direct response with paid ads, and that's way more expensive, way more tricky to crack the kind of thing on that. Um, and, and I just think that yeah, PR is such an overlooked play because it is kind of more long tail and less guaranteed. T- totally. That I will say that only gets you so far. It, you can't rely just on PR all the time for you know the the rest of your business's uh, life. Um, you know that's it's something to help that initial swell of demand and interest, but then you have to quickly pivot to other ways to drive efficient conversion. Absolutely. You guys had a lot of success and you guys raised quite a bit of money. Can you talk about that whole experience? Yeah, uh, extremely hard and, and exhausting. Um, we are not, you know, Web3. Uh, you know, we're not building stuff for the metaverse, right? Which is what everyone's sort of getting all excited about um, from, you know, the last six months of conversations that I've had. Um, you know, we're, re- we're building a, a a, a modern air care brand. And, and I will just say that, you know, we're more than just window AC, right? That's our first product. It's our foot in the door, but we want to build a smart, uh, connected suite of, of air products. And the window AC is just one of them. Um, and we've built, you know, software to, uh, help you use your AC in an energy efficient way. Um, and we're going to continue to build that out. Um, but also, you know, a tech platform to connect other types of air products. And so uh, I say that 
one, because I think it's important to, to talk about that story. Um, but two, that's what investors are interested in. That's what our vision is. Um, you know, they're not investing behind the, the window AC. Um, you know, we've been successful with that first product, but, um, they're investing behind our, our, our full vision. Um, and so when we're telling that story, uh, it's different than if we were to tell the story of, you know, we're making just a window AC. Um, so I think, you know, if I were to give advice about fundraising, it's make sure you know who you are at a higher level and sell that vision and sell that story and, and really believe that you can get there. Um, and don't get stuck on just telling that, you know, just talking about the progress of your first product. Absolutely. It, it, the vision is way more important than the, the here and now. Totally. So is there anything that I didn't ask you about that you think would resonate with our audience? The one thing I didn't really talk about and I think is super important, especially if you're, you know, starting a, a hardware business or you know, you have a physical product that you're selling, is don't sleep on retail. Uh, I think, you know, maybe that is becoming uh, tired advice at this point because I think people are realizing that direct to consumer only uh, is is not um, may not be may not be the way to go. I mean, we sell a lot D to C. It's our most profitable channel, but to achieve the scale and the volume that we've been able to, um, a lot of that was driven by Home Depot and, and PC Richard and, and Amazon. Um, so I think direct to consumer is super valuable, and um, we're going to continue pushing the limit there. Uh, but it may be a good idea to think about other ways, um, you know, to distribute your product. Absolutely. Now you talked so much about this awesome air conditioner that you worked so hard on. If somebody's like, you know what, that sounds interesting. Where should they go to check it out? Yeah, I mean, we'd love you to go uh, direct to windmillair.com uh, and 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 get an AC. Uh, but you can find us, uh, you know, in other in other places as well, including Amazon and Home Depot and PC Richard and Son and Walmart.com. Awesome, Mike. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. All right, I can't thank our guests enough for coming on the show and sharing their knowledge and journey with us. We've got a lot to think about and potentially add into our own business. You can find all the links in the show notes. Make sure you head over to honestecommerce.co to check out all of the other amazing content that we have. Make sure you subscribe, leave a review. And obviously, if you're thinking about growing your business, check out our agency at electriceye.io. Until next time.